0: Time to play the game. Time
1: to play the game! <laughs> Welcome in, it is episode number 106 of Jobbing Out, uh, the Mix 106.5 edition of Jobbing Out. I'm Glenn Clark, he's Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun, Rolling Stone, and he actually is... The main event. Wow. Vince. Vince. Wow. He's back. AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins. How was your buddy?
2: Uh it was dope as fuck actually. Uh <laughs> um Germany was crazy. Uh, I got to go to a Bayern Munich game which was one of the greatest experiences of my life. Um I got to go to Venice and get on a gondola. It was crazy. Cool. Uh, I love the architecture out there.
1: Um, but, but it, dude, admit that in Venice, because I've, I've been to Venice, it smells.
2: It does smell, yeah. a little, but that's, I mean, it's like the Inner Harbor, though. Yeah, it's a little bit worse than
0: the Inner <laughs> Harbor. <laughs>
2: I mean, it is, but, I mean, it's not like, I mean. I hear you. Right, I, It's not New Jersey. <laughs> right. Come on. Right. Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. <laughs> Did you go All check right. out a European wrestling when I, while you were out there?
2: That's what I, I would have done. I couldn't, but I um, I uh went to as many soccer games as I could, which was dope. That's cool.
1: That's cool. Well, it's good to have you back. Um, you didn't really miss anything. Oh, except for Teddy Long. Yeah, ha <laughs> ha. But Aaron missed it too. Yeah. So that was cool. It was cool to have Teddy Long on. It's good to have you back. Uh, coming up later on in the program, Pete Gas is going to join us, and Aaron has such an erection, like it is out of. He actually knocked over two mic stands on the way in today with his erection. It was out of control. Let, let's be clear.
3: The Mean Street Posse introduction vignettes are some of the best work that WWE <laughs> production has ever Those, Go back and watch those. They're awesome. <laughs>
1: I'm not denying that. I just, I'm not as, I'm not, qu- look, I, I'm I'm excited we're talking to Pete Gas. I like Pete Gas. You came in here today, and it was like you just had sex for the first time. Did you
2: just
3: have sex for the first time? Might have happened. <laughs> That's a valid question.
1: Um, but, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Pete Gass has a new book out. We're going to talk to him about that and just share some old stories. Um, you remember Pete, of course, from the Main Street Posse with uh, Rodney and Joey Abbs. So that will be a lot of fun a little bit later on in the program. All right. Now, Raw this week, um, a few things that occurred. One, I, we have to talk. I'm getting it out of the way at the top because I think it was the funniest moment in the history of wrestling when When Triple H is trying to egg the crowd on to be excited about a match against Seth Rollins, right like because it's been such a weird build, like will it will it happen? Will't it happen? We don't really know like what's going on but, but admittedly, the crowd, I don't think is into it. At, at the way that they clearly wanted them to be into they it.
3: They sure didn't seem like that. I mean, granted, it was a weird crowd overall. It was the Brooklyn right, crowd. Right, Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's a lot of the hipster but, douches. But right?
3: they didn't respond to Triple H proposing that match so, at
1: all. So Triple H is, like, desperate to try to get it out of the crowd. He's just like, yeah, yeah, is that what you people want? And I swear to God, I nearly dropped to the floor and said, since when the fuck do you care what the people want? Now, granted, <laughs> I, I think that was supposed to be a heel move, like,
3: oh, yeah, you guys are bloodthirsty. You want me to destroy this guy? Yeah. But it didn't quite come off that way. Oh, my God. It it was, was... That whole segment was a little bit weird just because, you know, in in a situation like that, granted, we haven't had a, a um, what, what did they call it, the hold harmless clause or, okay. or whatever, you know, yeah. whatever, non-sanctioned match, whatever, whatever they said all the years. Like, We haven't had that in a while. The last one I can definitively remember is Shawn Michaels' Triple H back in 02. Okay. Um, there might have been another one since then, but not one that I can really remember. So they don't go to this trope all that often. But usually when they do, it's the face saying, I want my hands on him. Right. No, I, yep. I need, you know, I have to do this. But instead you have Triple H being the one to propose it, which is a little odd in its, in itself. Not really. Not to me. To me, it, it
2: comes off as I literally am trying. The whole thing that they had with Stephanie and Mick the week before was trying to get him to think like a businessman. And in his character, if he's the COO and he's always at meetings and he's always busy, if he proposes this, he's saying, look, I'm trying to make sure that the company can't get sued for this, which is exactly what he said afterwards. And that way I can still destroy you. So I don't see it. The way that you do, yeah,
1: personally. yeah, I, I, and you know what? Uh, the other thing too about it is that I I think it also kind of plays into Triple H's what what we talked about last week, Aaron. When I said the only reason why that segment would make sense is if you're only if you're definitely right. getting Triple H, Seth Rollins, and you said, well, why is he attacking the knee? Because you're trying to go nuclear heel. Yeah. Like that's you're trying to get over Triple H nuclear. Like I'm such an asshole that I don't care if I wreck your life. Like I don't care if you're you're never physically the same. Like, I'm such a raging asshole, raging heel that, you know, even if I can't get the match sanctioned, I'll still fight you, right? Correct. So, like, in that way, and it's in part, look, obviously this is this is not like this if they've been able to utilize Seth Rollins, whether they've wanted to utilize him. It's a completely different build. They've had to go with this build because of what happened to Seth Rollins. Given that, I give them credit for how they've gotten here. Given that, given what they had to work with and the
3: unknown. You know, we, we were talking two months ago about, you know, is Rollins going to be able to get over enough to, you know, as, right. a, as a face to right. face Triple H and be definitively the face? Right. And
1: I think it's worked. I don't know that Seth Rollins is the strongest face right now. Right.
2: But, but. I mean, no, I mean, his crowd, I mean, I just, because I've been binge watching Raw and SmackDown since I got back from Europe. I just watched.
1: uh yeah, the, his moment, last yes, yes, the yes,
2: moment
3: last yes, week. The moment was massive. That, that was yeah. a big, was big moment. Crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. When he, came, when he dropped the uh, the, uh, the crutch.
1: Yeah, but I think that part of that is Triple H. I think that part of that is you have an actual yeah a you, strong heel, right, right? now. I don't. What I guess what I'm saying is I don't think that Seth Rollins is fully over as like super babyface, no matter what he did. I don't know if that's the case, but I think in this build they've been able to do it. And I do them look. You know, I'm not excited about a lot of things right now, but I do think they've done as admirable a job of making this happen from this always being a part of the plans as they possibly could have given. And we've said this a long time. Some of their best work is done in scrambling. Yep. Some of the absolute best. Nobody scrambles better than the WWE does. Nobody covers their ass and and comes – They when they are forced into these situations – Um, and forced to think on their feet a little bit. The problem too uh, you know, we bring this up all the time, the problem too much is that some weeks it feels like they're scrambling unnecessarily. Right. right? But when they're forced to, I think they tend to do good work. And I I thought this was pretty good work. And, again, because of what I said to you last week, my opinion about last week's segment changed based on the notion of are you getting this. Now that I know we're getting it, I go back and last week's segment makes makes perfect sense because they knew it was going to be Triple H, Seth Rollins, and not have to involve... Finn or, or Zayn or whatever.
3: You know, the, the other thing that I, that I keep coming back to, I, I brought it up for the first time, I think, two weeks ago, was this idea of kind of the, the Triple H web that's that's happening right now amongst the the upper mid-card guys where everyone is getting involved, in it, whether it's directly or not. The fact that Triple H can be a dick to Mick Foley, can be a dick to Sami Zayn, can be a dick to Chris Jericho indirectly, and doesn't necessarily have to be going after Rollins the whole time since Rollins isn't there, I, I think has really helped in the idea that, yeah, We're supposed to boo Triple H because he just contributed to fire McFoley, and none of us want to see that. And and because, you know, and then McFoley, it trickles out to Sami Zayn. It trickles out to Cesaro. It trickles out to everybody else. We're getting this this really, you know, interconnected web here, and it's working. Like, that. that's the thing that I I said it two weeks ago. I think it's been the best thing on Raw is that you have these this group of 8 to 10 guys who are all interconnected. And coming out of mania, we can get all sorts of permutations of that, and it all works out.
1: Are you are you of the belief we're getting some sort of faction coming out of this?
3: It may not be a direct faction. I, I could see them going that way, but it will definitely. Yes, I do think that we are seeing the Owens, Joe, Triple H. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if one other person ended up there. You know, maybe Braun. So you know, someone along right. those lines. We, we have them all there, and then you have Zayn, you have Rollins, you have Jericho, assuming he's around after Mania. You have um, Finn potentially. You have these guys there, and whether or not it's it's faction warfare or not, or if it's just, like, these guys are all, you know, they're all connected. They're all part of this web, and it just works out that way. Either way, works.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we got to address the McFoley thing.
3: I mean, it's... You know, we'll 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 see exactly whether this is permanent. Whether he's going to come back and leave yeah, this. This, faction this feels or... like an
1: awkward way. Like we've we've addressed the idea of like there being a new general manager. This feels like an awkward way to, I, I, to I just don't have it th- end.
3: I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's out of the picture. Right. I. I it would not surprise me. R- remember the union, back in '99. <sighs> Yeah, okay. It, it, it would not shock me to see a union type situation where you have Nick see, Foley come here and then you get, you recruit Zane, you recruit Cesaro, Seamus, so you know, you, you, these, these upper mid card Well that, that
1: awkward face turn with Cesaro and Sheamus is so weird. Well, they, they've, so al- weird. they've always
3: been a little bit awkward. But. I
1: know, but like, the, the way that like, it's, it's almost big show <laughs> like, like at this one, they're like, Oh no 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 no. Cesar is going to be an anti-bullying commercial. We or, uh, Shame is going to be an anti-bullying commercial. We're going to need him to be a face now. Like you 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 always what? had our back.
3: You always <laughs> right, were, like, you were the one who believed in us. That so, that was a little bit awkward, so but so weird.
1: So Again,
3: weird. like you you get all these guys and you know, you get those not necessarily but you have the one leader and that I feel like more than anything, well, you didn't necessarily need it, but I think it helps to have that rallying point. Yes, hatred of Triple H, hatred of Stephanie helps, but to have that rallying point of Mick Foley, especially because it's Mick Foley and he's a guy that, even though we kinda, we haven't loved this run up until recently, you know, everyone still loves Mick Foley. Just to have that point really puts them over the top as a true resistance, as whatever you wanna call it for, for that, uh, face faction.
1: AJ, where do you think they're going?
3: Do you? Th- I, what
2: I want to know is, do you think we're gonna get a, a real life, actual? Because um, I brought this up a couple weeks ago when I was on last time I was on. Do you think we're really gonna get a Triple H led faction involving Kevin Owens and Sami?
3: Jo-
1: uh, yeah, Simota? that's what we we're just talking about. Like I. I, whether,
3: whether or not it's an official faction or just kind of guys who Triple H likes and, and kind of the, the heels who are under his umbrella, it, it's one of those two. I don't know if it'll be we're going to see Triple H at, uh, was it, Backlash? Yeah, I, guess right, would be the right. night. I don't know if it'll be that, though he has been wrestling at house shows on that. We've seen the six-man tags with Triple H and Joe and Owens as a six-man tag, which yes. is the greatest picture ever. But – um. So it's possible, or it could just be they're under his umbrella, they all benefit from their relationship with him, and so they all work together for that reason.
2: Because I think that would be a really good way to, let's say, like, we're assuming Finn Balor comes back face, but we don't really know. Finn Balor could come back heel and be part of that faction, and if it's not Finn Balor, anybody he wanted to bring up from NXT that he wants to have heat... He could also throw in there, and it would make sense, like, storyline-wise. It would make sense as to why they would want to work for him for financial purposes and for the fact that he brought them in. Uh, and it would be a – I think – I don't know how they would use it, but I think it could be another situation like the authority was when it has yeah, lasting it.
1: I, I agree. I feel like there's a little bit of an awkward nature of And this is the problem with having a GM and a commissioner, like, is the nature of – When Vince put them in charge, it felt like it was sort of they were in charge together. And then at some point, because Stephanie is a McMahon, she was in charge again. So does she just get to decide that there's a commissioner? Like, there's still some stuff they've got to do there. I feel like... I feel like the, the easiest way, especially
3: because Angle's going to be a face. Like, you can't have heel ang- you know, he- Angle Angle. You're assuming
1: Indeed. that there's a Kurt Angle role. You're working under that assumption.
3: I'm working under that assumption right now. It makes the most sense to me. So I'm
1: going to go. I feel like whoever the... Don't forget Daniel Bryan's about that the a kid. Like, don't forget about That's that. That's true. Like, so, you know, like, I think... Well, that's the other, and uh, we might get to
3: that. We need to get to it at some point, is this idea that the the hold harmless contract has some serious implications, and Daniel Bryan is bringing it up in character. When you have a guy who is begging, like, I I don't think they intentionally did this, but Daniel Bryan's now running with it in character, because people were tweeting about it. You have a guy who has literally been begging for something like this to happen. You know, they're saying, I will sign whatever it takes, just put me in the ring, and now you've put that storyline into place here, it's, it's not a problem, but it's something that they do have to address at some point because mm. it, it's a very big,
1: you know, red siren no, here. No, absolutely. There's a, no, I, I wouldn't be stunned at all if that's not as unintentional as you think it is. I wouldn't be stunned about that at all if they're doing that purposely. Um, look, I the Mick Foley thing adds some intrigue because you know there's got to be something going on at the WrestleMania, and we still have a week to get there, but um. How they get from point A to point B is is interesting. Now it still leaves us with, as of right now, no plan for Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Like there's nothing there. No plan for Samoa Joe at WrestleMania. No plan, and they can change all that just by saying, "Well, congratulations, you're in the the Battle Royal, right?" Like that's they can make it very easy to get us there. And it's it's logical to say, well, the part of the reason why we didn't know because we just didn't know how this match was going to play right. out. We didn't know if we we're gonna be able to get there, so we couldn't we couldn't get those guys into, you know, a clean feud with a good WrestleMania moment. But that's a bummer that we don't have those guys pointed to something going into WrestleMania. It's just a bummer because we think those guys are all very good and we don't have it at this point. Uh anything else from Raw that we gotta uh, Nia Jackson,
3: the women's match—that's not surprising. But again, Bailey losing as champion.
1: Well, I mean, that's that's what they do. Yeah, um, I mean, just, it's nothing surprising about that. No, but it's yeah. I, why you had to go through this to get to that point. Like, why you couldn't have just done the same thing they did on SmackDown and said, "Hey, you're all in the match. You, you, like- you've been beating You beat Sasha Banks twice. You've been leaving people laying. Like, okay, you, that's you, enough. You think for a second that Dana Brooks not. Like, you think they just purposely have her hanging around for her to not be in the match, too? Like, really? Yeah, I mean,
3: if she's in the match, that gets a little silly. But I don't deny it. Like, at least all these four have been winning, you know? Yeah, I mean, that's fair.
1: <laughs> oh, it's fair. But she's got vengeance on her mind. Like, she has I a I mean, reason. she's definitely going to be
3: involved. The question is, will she actually be in the match or not? I, I hope not, but we'll see. It, you're right. It would not shock me. I
2: think she's probably, she's probably just going to cost Charlotte the match.
1: Okay. I mean I guess that makes, and then that sets up the two of them dancing yeah. for a little while. Yeah, that's fine, but I, I I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit disappointed because when, when you do something like this it feels like sort of a cop out because you couldn't build a good storyline. And that's the problem that I have. But here I
3: mean in this I get case, your in, argument in, is uh, they've all been
1: they they've been building towards this. I, it, I, I get that I don't think that it's been as clean as well of course not. Bailey's the
3: champion and she's losing constantly. That's uh, not clean. Yeah. Any sense?
1: Um, but I hear you. I hear you. Uh, but if she
3: walks into a fatal
2: four way at WrestleMania against Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Nia Jax, and retains, that's kind of quintessential Bayley
3: in a nutshell. But. Wouldn't it have been more Bailey to have her overcome all that yeah, and, and win it there and not, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not,
2: but we're past that point. Right, yeah. Right, yes. I mean, that that's the thing point. though. If now Bailey
3: I... is going to retain, she has to retain squeaky, squeaky clean. You can't have that. I mean, maybe if it's at the beginning of the match, you have the Dana Brooke, but you can't have another disputed finish for Bailey at WrestleMania. You, uh, you just can't. I don't, I don't think that if
2: Bailey wins a match at WrestleMania and it's, it doesn't have to be like she doesn't Charlotte could get cost the match like not at the end but like right. towards the end. Right. It doesn't have to be and even if it is right before like it's still Bailey's winning the match at WrestleMania against these people. I feel like you're discounting that in and of itself.
1: I and I and the other thing I would tell you is I don't disagree I don't disagree there and that it shouldn't. It shouldn't happen that way.
3: Or could it? I I, yeah, exactly, it? I I didn't expect it. Right. I didn't think the past two right. months to happen. So yes, it absolutely could happen. No it just doubt. shouldn't happen.
1: No doubt. Alright. Um is that so yeah, Undertaker comes out and costs or and that isn't cost, but the, the, you re, you still don't really know what the hell is like the Braun Strowman factor in this, and it goes into this list of guys that have no point right for WrestleMania that are just sort of lingering around. Braun Strowman has been a far bigger part of the Roman Reigns-Undertaker picture than The Undertaker has, but yet, what's there? Like, what are we doing? You know what I mean? I I got
3: real... When when Taker had his back, I got excited. Okay, maybe Braun attacks Taker, and this is the moment for Braun here, but no, he just walks into a chokeslam.
1: Well, and again, you've been selling Roman Reigns-Undertakers. I never thought they were going to change the match at this point, but it's just weird. Like, if you're going to do this, at some point I figured you'd either point Braun Strowman somewhere else, or I... The whole thing. Just, I mean,
3: he he pro he's the favorite right now for the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Right? You gotta, right, think it That makes going sense, into but it,
1: yeah. As we as I've said a million times before, what does that get you? Well, yes, but does that get you?
3: Has that ever mattered? I, know, I know.
1: Anything else? Anything else you have to cover? Um, for Raw, yeah.
2: I I, I, don't, I I don't appreciate how you discount the Andre the
3: Giant Battle.
2: We've <laughs> been
1: through this for <laughs> <I don't> three <laughs> years. We've been doing it as long as we've been doing this <laughs> podcast.
2: Here's what I think, which you don't understand: the fact that the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. Is now seemingly every single WrestleMania. The first one it was wonky. The second one it didn't matter either. The, but the the <laughs> third one, what you don't what the third one didn't matter either. But you know, <laughs> so, so, so we're over three.
3: <laughs> we're over three. But you know what? It could matter at some <laughs> point.
2: My, my, my point being is now when we get to twenty or when we get to ten, like these, the fact that it'll be at every single WrestleMania and it'll be used as a moment. To prop someone up. Maybe.
1: Or to be used as a moment to like say, hi, Big Show,
3: high five. Let's be clear. We've had battle royals at Mania long before the Andre the Giant, but there was always the dark match battle royal pretty much every year at WrestleMania. I'm
2: aware, but this isn't a dark match is the point that I make. But it's just as meaningless right now.
0: I,
1: I, and, and hopefully you're right. Again, hopefully and the, and you're me, right. And let me say this: hopefully you're again, right. I, you, to, say, to say that a match at WrestleMania is meaningless is the dumbest thing I've ever. Well, heard. wait a second. Wait, 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 wait. I don't. I, I I hear what you're saying. I do.
2: It is a match at WrestleMania. And, but if again, you that, that is f- a big. Big Show has been in twelve matches at WrestleMania. I believe he's won twice.
1: Right. And what did it mean coming but, out of it?
2: I, it didn't. Mean, I'm not saying it's for storyline purposes. I'm saying that's a big because I look at maybe I just because I look at wrestling as the people actually in it. Wait, I what? Think, I say maybe because I look at
3: wrestling. You're as just the saying getting getting a win is at Mania is cool for the person involved.
1: Well, I, I got no problem with that in theory, but again, it always comes back to the same thing, which is if you want to do this, if you want to have Braun win the Andre the Battle uh, Giant Battle Royale, great. You've been a proponent that Braun Strowman should be championed by SummerSlam, correct? Yeah. Okay, how easy would it be if winning the Battle Royal puts you in some sort of position that got you on that path towards SummerSlam? I'm not,
2: saying it, I'm not saying that the thing itself couldn't matter more if it had a stipulation involved with it. I'm just saying that doesn't make it meaningless in a nutshell because of that. It doesn't.
1: Okay, so... You, if we ranked all of the WrestleMania matches this year, in terms of how your, your excitement level about it, where's the Battle Royal on the list?
2: Right now? I mean, I don't, we don't know all
3: the matches. Well, we know we, basically we all know, of the matches, yeah, we, yeah. We, we have like 13 or 14 yeah, matches. We're right? so not, not we know, they're they're adding many. Not a whole lot left. At
2: the end of the day, it, even if it is last, it's the it's a match at Royal, uh, WrestleMania. And, okay, like, and I,
1: that's and that's the best argument that you can make for it. And I I, I think we're somewhere between. That is
2: the entire argument I've made.
1: R- well, right, it's the only one that you can make. Is that it's it's at WrestleMania, so it matters Back- more than say a match at Backlash, right? Like
2: so, yes, that is exactly yes, that's the
1: reason. Yeah, and I understand that, <laughs> but in the context of it's the least significant thing going on at WrestleMania, and I believe that the people involved deserve something more significant at WrestleMania, I'm not wrong.
2: I mean, you are wrong. because for God's sake! You just said that it's 13 matches already. And this is
1: a way that they get everyone No, at this point, to... obviously, you can't do anything. But you should have had something better for these people. Braun Strowman, Samoa if, he's, Joe. <laughs> right, if he's going to be the champion by SummerSlam, you're telling me you couldn't have come up with something better for him at WrestleMania than putting him in the Battle Royal? Okay, then what would, what would you do? Well, I probably would have never had Roman Reigns go with The Undertaker. I probably would hey, have, what have what had would Roman you, Reigns. What would you do
2: with Roman Reigns?
1: I would have probably had Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. Not because done it was it a fast flight. Yes. And then, it yeah. was a blood feud. They had created, they, again, as I've said all along. Okay,
2: then what would you have done with Taker?
1: Yes. His Taker's. Styles. And that's, it been okay, Aaron's then, our,
2: Okay, then what would you do with Shane?
1: I. I I, one. Two. <laughs> me, hey, me, he doesn't need Shane. You got you to gotta go back twofold. I definitely don't need the Undertaker in a match. I've said that over and over again. A year ago would have been my final Undertaker match. I don't need more Undertaker at this point in my but, life. Now.
2: But just, that's what I'm saying. That's my point. The point I'm making is they have shit that they got to do because Undertaker's getting a big-ass check at Mania, and because of that, they're getting a big-ass check at Mania. So they got to go with Undertaker. When you take that into
1: account, you
2: can't just say, oh, they should have found something better to do with him. No, no, no. But, I absolutely
1: can. I, I can a 1,000%. So that I can go back and do better booking if I think that Braun Strowman matters. If I don't think that Braun Strowman matters, then who gives a shit? Put him in the goddamn battle royal because I have no idea what I'm doing with him. But if Braun Strowman matters, I absolutely am going to take that into a factor and say if I think this guy should be champion. By SummerSlam, I want to have have him in a better position at WrestleMania. A thousand percent. Now, if you want to say, I'm not going to do that forever, that there's always going to be some casualty of it, that unfortunately for Sami Zayn, he's going to be a casualty, I I hate that because I love Sami Zayn and I hate that he's in this position, but I get it. I think there's a big difference in saying for Braun Strowman, future champion, if that's the case, if that's what they believe, that you should have something better than this, and I think there's a difference between Braun Strowman and Sami Zayn in that aspect. Huh?
2: I'm done talking about this. Oh you, guys dis- you guys discount a match at WrestleMania, which to me is the dumbest thing I've ever heard from a wrestling fan. That's just how I but feel. But you it. just said the only reason
3: they're in the match is to get on WrestleMania. Yes. And, and, and for so how, how are, are you, for you not Brock- discounting it, too! But I'm, the point I'm making is the fact that it is a chance
2: for someone or some people to have a spotlight at WrestleMania that work all year to get to that point. Right, and I have and
1: no problem with that. In theory, that sounds great, right? To say that everybody deserves a WrestleMania, you, you want to get
2: in theory do, that sounds great. That's that's what happened. No, no, do, no, do
1: you think the
3: Divas Tag last year was a big deal for the winners?
1: Yes, to them. Uh, for them personally, yes. No, no, yes. I think performing at WrestleMania is a big deal. Yes. I don't disagree that performing at WrestleMania that is a big is, deal because it's WrestleMania. I, again, but point. you're not listening in context. The context is if you want to do that with Sami Zayn, do it with Sami Zayn. If you want to do with Tyler Breeze and talking, Fandango, correct, yes. Put Tyler Breeze and Fandango in a match to the point of putting them in a match. In context, the people that matter shouldn't be in this match. It's not an important match. In con- I get it. In comparison to it not being at WrestleMania, it's more important because at WrestleMania. But at res- in the context of looking at the WrestleMania card, you are admitting that it's not an important match. But yet the guy that you think should be champion at SummerSlam is going to be in this match.
2: Which makes it an important match.
1: I, I mean, I, I, I hope... If you
2: have important people in the match,
1: it matters. Except that they're doing no build for it. Literally, they're going to have Braun, Braun Strowman do this match without ever mentioning it. He's just going to show up. Like, he's just going to, oh, now, now here's Braun. Like, it's all it's going to be. Okay. I, at, at this
2: time last year, Bray Wyatt didn't have a match at WrestleMania.
1: It, it, I, okay.
2: Oh, if,
3: if Braun Strowman faces
1: The Rock at yeah, WrestleMania, right. I mean, we're, well, we're Braun. Bray didn't face The Rock at WrestleMania. Oh, <laughs> oh, you're <laughs> right. Er- Eric Rowan right. got right. the big role. Yes, there. as it turns out, they had something great. And yes, obviously... <laughs>
2: craziest things that happened at Mania last year. Right. Am and I if, wrong in saying
1: that? No, I know. nobody's disagreeing. <laughs> exactly. And if they've got something in mind, clearly I'm so, going to choose change my mind.
3: I reserve we're, we're, the right at all times to change we're, my we're mind. We're talking about the exact and situation later, of and Braun Strowman being
1: in the Battle Royal.
2: And a year later,
1: he is the champion i'm Dude, I'm with you on Bray Wyatt. <laughs> okay, But he sure. got the moment. Like, he got it. They did the work and got the moment. If if they've got something like that for Braun Strowman, I'm going to turn and I'm going to high-five you. In fact, I'll be naked. It'll be perfectly awkward. It'll be a wonderful moment while we're in Orlando next weekend. But if it's just Bray Wyatt, or uh, see, now I'm all messed <laughs> up. If it's just Braun Strowman winning a battle royal, and that's all that there is with nothing attached to it, and again, as I've said all and over and over and again, you could clean this up. This is so easy. Braun Strowman's going into the Battle Royal. Wonderful. Winner of that one goes into the, eliminate, or the not the, the money in the bank match. Winner of that one goes into a King of the Ring tournament that, that they brought back awkwardly and they're not getting rid of it again. Yeah, they're, like, they're
3: in the finals for King of the Ring, which is number so, one contender for
1: SummerSlam. Oh, hey. It's so easy. <laughs> like, it's, it, it's just not hard to do this if that's the route that you want to go. And that's what drives me crazy is it doesn't need to be this way. It's needlessly making a match less relevant within the context of the card. Needlessly. You don't have to do it. You could easily make this something that matters a little bit more. And by the way, I'm happy that Mojo's in the Battle Royal. That's a great, crazy moment Uh, for him. Doesn't seem like it. I just said I'm happy for everyone that's getting on the card. I'm happy for them. I think it's a good thing. I just don't think it takes that much work to make it better Or if you're going to leave it this way and just make it the match that you're throwing everybody in, I don't think Braun Strowman should be in it. I think that Braun Strowman, in particular, if you believe, and they might not, maybe we think more of Braun Strowman than they do. Um, Recent booking suggestions would tell you that perhaps that's true. Um, But if you believe that Braun Strowman is that good, I'd like for you to have something bigger for him. That I don't. I don't think I'm asking for all that much. All right, we'll we'll fight it we'll fight it out more when we see each other next week. We'll um we'll it won't be physical though because you'll win that fight. Uh, (laughs) Maybe we'll have a rat battle. Oh god damn it! (laughs) Yeah, I gotta figure. Maybe we'll play Connect Four. That's what we'll do to solve our differences. We'll play a nice game of Connect Four. All right, when we come back in, we'll talk about SmackDown. Um, there's some other stuff that we need to get to. Yes, Southpaw Regional. Everybody's freaking out about Southpaw Regional wrestling, so we'll get to that a little bit later on in the program. And don't forget Pete Gass still to come this week as well. I'm Glenn, he's Aaron, and he's?
2: The main event.
1: A.J. Francis, this is Jobbing Out. The new edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Steve Jones looks at the life and legacy of Maryland native Keon Carpenter, the late former NFL safety whose philanthropic mission continues thanks to other area athletes. Also in the issue, a 15th anniversary celebration of Maryland's National Championship Basketball Team. Press Box is available for free at over 500 locations in the area, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also read the entire edition and see the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com.
4: Pitchers and catchers are heading down to Sarasota, but Section 336 is already in full swing. Section 336 is a Baltimore sports podcast made by fans for fans. Subscribe on iTunes and get ready for baseball season as Josh, Matt, and Bert from Section 336 start their fifth season of Orioles baseball. Find them at section336.com. And follow them on Twitter at section336show. Our children's futures start at a very young age, and Catholic schools prepare them for that future. Academic excellence with the belief that all students will succeed. A balanced curriculum, integrating music and arts, foreign language and Catholic faith, while challenging students in the areas of science, math, and technology. Discover the Catholic school's difference. Please visit archbaldorg schools. That's A-R-C-H-B-A-L-T dot org slash schools for more information.
5: Hey, this is Stan the Fan, the old wily veteran of Baltimore baseball talk. While my fastball might not sit at 95 miles per hour anymore, we'll get by talking baseball just the same every Saturday morning from 10 to 12. Craig Heist will be co-hosting most weeks, and together our baseball Rolodexes will provide you, the listeners, with some compelling talk about the national pastime, the teams you like to root for, and all the machinations going on within the 2017 baseball season. That's the bat Around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m.
1: Listen here, or see us on Facebook Live. You've been waiting for almost a year, and now Fish for Lent is back at Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square through April 15th. Served several different ways. You can get fish fillets on a bun with a tartar sauce packet. You can even make a deluxe with lettuce, tomato, and cheese. Or get it without bread. They have a two- or three-piece fish fillet option as well. Their fish is not cooked in peanut oil and is cooked in a separate fryer from their other products. That's Chick-fil-A Nottingham Square Fish for Lent, available through April fifteenth, 5198 Campbell Boulevard in the Nottingham Square Shopping Center. Back in here for segment number two. It is Johnny Out, Glenn Clark, Aaron Oster of the Baltimore Sun and Rolling Stone, and the main event, AJ Francis of the Washington Redskins, who is back with us this week as we get ready for next week in Orlando. Uh, Aaron, real quick. So and uh, we yeah, all neither
3: you're invited
1: anymore because we don't like we don't like the battle royal enough. Yeah, so sorry. we're out. The people that like the battle royal are <laughs> right. out of my house. I wonder so, what
3: Nick's feels about that. Yeah.
1: Right. <laughs> So outside of me sharing a bed with Migs, what else are we planning on for next weekend? What's the, what's the deal? I feel like a lot of-
2: you won't be sharing a bed. So here's the setup. What
1: are you talking so, about? I, I, thought, I thought we he had to share a bed. Wait. I, thought that was, well, I thought that was the story all along is that we had no yeah, other I choice. Bet. There was such a <laughs> shortage of beds that Miggs and I had to share one. I thought that was the I – mean... and, look, I don't want – I mean, it's it's going to be awkward for me. I don't want to do it. But sure. Like, if I have to, you know what I mean? Like, if, if that's how look, I get the WrestleMania.
3: Glenn just wanted a good excuse to get drunk and
1: fall stop, into Migs at stop. night. Come on.
3: Stop. Jesus Christ! I mean, that's how that's how I'm looking
2: at it too, Aaron. That's how Bro, it comes off. Oh God's sakes!
1: I'm trying to do a bit, and you boys are <laughs> you boys. Um, okay. uh, so yes, besides, I accept
2: you for how you are. Okay, yeah. So
1: so what is the setup anyway?
2: Uh, so Aaron and Kelly got their own little. Uh, they got the guest God damn it! God damn it! So you bring a you bring a woman. You gotta get you get special.
1: <laughs> uh, Stupid wife getting <laughs> pregnant. What a jerk! <laughs>
2: yeah, so. Uh, they got their own bathroom and whatnot. What nice. the hell?
1: Nice. I'm, I'm using your bathroom. That's the way that's going. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. You, you and Migs are going to share a bathroom. Oh, yay. In a
1: bed? In a bed? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Not
2: a bed.
1: Not no, a I don't bed. understand. I'm really gonna, confused.
2: One are you's going to be on an inflate? Wait, wait are, are, there be oh are, are there bunk beds? Oh, my God. there Are bunk beds involved here? I'm so excited <laughs> if there are bunk beds. I should have bunk beds. Oh, my God. Can, can the, you rent one for the weekend? Yeah, week rent right, would be the most amazing <laughs> thing
1: ever. Migs and I had bunk beds.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, Uh, but yeah somebody's gonna uh, because jeff's coming too so somebody's gonna have to be
3: on a couch somewhere but jeff may not even be showing up till saturday so all right yeah
1: then then he'll get the couch that'll be how that goes and i'm not actually i'm having i'm literally going right to the airport after wrestlemania on sunday night are you really i mean dude my flight's at like six o'clock so i'm gonna have to be at the airport at four anyway i mean i'm just gonna go sleep at the airport like that he, the, the likelihood of me taking a nap and remembering to wake up and get an Uber at 4 in the morning on, on Monday is slim to none. So.
3: I, did, I did that uh, after on uh, New Orleans <laughs> a few years sucks, ago. It sucks, yeah. It sucks. But I've done it. Yeah,
1: I've done it. I think we've all done that, where we, like, this is the flight that we... Like, i got to be back because it's opening day in Baltimore, so i got to be back. Oh. Um, and... I was wondering why you were leaving so Yeah, early. I mean, trust me, it's not it like, wasn't my plan, but it's opening day, and it's what it is. So... Um, it's like it's the flight I had to take. It was my own, the only option was to take this flight. And so it's Aaron, either are
2: you, are you going to Raw or SmackDown?
3: Uh, Right now, the plans are right. I don't have tickets yet, but I'm planning on it. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I'm going to SmackDown. I'm not going to Raw. All
1: right. So... Did,
3: did you end up getting those tickets, by the way, that went on
1: ticket yeah, last year? Yeah, I
2: got
3: I got nice. I got yeah, okay. I'm under level in both shows.
1: So, right now, we know we're doing Mania. We're doing we're Mania doing Crawl.
3: Mania Crawl, Crawl. is an
1: NXT. So, if lot. people want to do Mania Crawl with us, because I've had a, I've heard from a bunch of people that are going down. Yeah. Or a couple of people that live there, a couple of people that are going down that have talked about wanting to hang out. What's the story? Like, do they need to sign up somewhere? You, what? I
3: mean, here's follow at Mania Crawl. There's also uh, Maniacrawl.com. You can sign up. There there's like a mailing list and it'll tell that'll if there's any changes or anything added on, it'll email you. But there's no sign up. There's no you know, there's no cover charge or anything. You don't have to buy a wristband. You show up, you have a good time, they'll have donation tables and, and all of it goes towards like Connors Cure. Uh, and AJ, I think if it's like last year, you'll be beating the crap out of people for charity. it's my uh, favorite
0: thing to do.
3: And, and, and they're selling shirts. They just revealed their shirts. It says, uh, like donate, drink, repeat, something, you know, like, like the eat, sleep, you know, conquer, repeat shirt, but it's, it's, but it's, uh, with Mania Crawl. So you'll have, they'll have ways to donate, but there's no requirement to donate. You just show up and you drink and you have a good time. And even if you're not a big drinker, by the way, Show up anyways, because it's just a couple hundred wrestling fans yeah. before Mania, yeah. and it's yeah, awesome.
2: All, all in costumes.
3: Yeah. Last year we
2: saw, uh, off the top of my head, Macho Man, Jake the Snake, Roddy Piper, uh, uh, Martel. Uh, we had Undertaker. The Mounty. The Mountie, uh, of course. Y'all Brutus, the, the, Barber. Brutus the Barber. Pretty good. You know, we had uh new days. We had so many new
3: days. Oh, I liked. The, there was. I think there it was, was a
2: bachelor a new day in blackface, and I was like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And he
1: realized. That they, <laughs>
3: there, there was a bachelor. There was a bachelor party. They all came out in NWO shirts, and they rode up in a limo, and it was awesome when they showed up. That's cool. That that was really we, cool.
1: We uh, we've got uh, gear. Yes, for we'll, mania we'll, crawl. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll keep that we'll, quiet yeah, until we got gear show for, up for yep. Sunday. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's Sunday. We know we're going to NXT. We know. It, everything else is
3: kind of in pencil, just because it just depends what we end up doing. I know right. that we're, we're looking at Shikara Friday night. We're possibly looking at Access maybe Saturday morning. Possibly
1: again. We're not going at eight thirty. That's not happening. <laughs> well, Your boy what? is not going I'm gonna, anywhere. at I'm going to be at Access one of them days. It's uh, di- all well and good. Early, I'm not doing early. dick at eight thirty in the morning. That's I'm. I do not get. I'm away from my kid. I'm away from my life. I am not waking up to do anything at eight thirty in the morning. Even I would to see Tyler Bates. I will be farting in a bed with Steve Miggs the, at the... eight thirty. <laughs> I would <laughs> The, the IC, I mean, I
3: was with you on Access. Like, I didn't necessarily want to go. They announced the ICW yeah, in it, progress thing, and now all yeah, of a sudden, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, well, I also, dude, I might be able to see Jimmy Havoc in the WWE I, ring. I know, but
1: I really want to see Rich Swan because, you know, I love Rich not, Swan.
3: So. Nothing wrong with Rich Swan.
1: I, <laughs> I feel like you're disparaging
3: Um, But uh, Shakara Friday, possibly, I, I'm possibly, we're looking, I was talking to Migs, uh, What Culture Saturday afternoon, potentially. Okay. Uh, th- there's a number of things that we're looking at. It's all kind and of I'm in pencil right going now. i Universal and or Disney Well, World. Universal Friday is a possibility as well. Right, That's what well we're kind just of
1: here's at. the deal. We're going to actually use our Twitter we will be, next week. Yes,
3: we will definitely tell people so where we are. So If
1: you want to hang out, if you want to get a beer, if you want to do whatever, just make sure you're following at Jobbing Out Show. and. and well,
3: we'll definitely be getting beers before NXT Saturday night, like uh, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I, sure. I just
1: don't know anything about Orlando. Yeah. I know nothing about it, so I can't tell you anything about what we're doing. But yep. I'm all for oh, all um, of it.
3: One of them
2: nights, gotta figure. I don't know what night it is. It might be Thursday night. Um, I may. I'm still trying to work it out, but I may be able to get us into Xavier Woods up, up, down, down party.
3: Well, well. Uh, I, think, I think that is
2: third. I think that, that, that is third. That, that, that doesn't sound, doesn't sound so bad. That sounds uh, like the type I of. Hit up, I gotta hit up my uh, boy Adam friend to job it out. Oh, oh uh, yeah. Oh. He's uh you know he went to school with uh Biggie. Big e. Yeah. So he said he already told me that uh, we could uh that when it was in the time so Well hot I, shit.
1: Hot I Think hot we going good. All right. Well, um We'll, we'll be, uh, we're going to be all around. Yeah. Basically,
3: the point is we're going to be everywhere yep. in Orlando yep. when it comes to... And, and uh, make sure
1: you're following us on Twitter, is the other point. At Jobbing Out Show. Yeah. Follow us, and so you'll that know is where it is That is
3: Friday night, by the way, that uh, well, Mania the Revenge up, up, down, down,
1: live Well, special. I am not opposed. Okay, now, moving forward. Let's touch on SmackDown, then we'll get into... T- there's so much news this week that we've got to get into that we're gonna, we'll start getting into it in segment number two. So let's touch on SmackDown really quickly. We have new tag team champions. Odd. Odd. Um, also particularly odd considering we don't know anything related to WrestleMania involving the SmackDown tag division. I, I, I it, it smells like that means that they need to get the belts that there is somebody coming to win the belts that are faces, so they needed to get them off Gable and Jordan and put them on heels. And
3: now the question is, who who is that?
1: Because Dash and Dawson were not faces, but suddenly were faces a little while ago. Could be them. And then quickly became heels again just after becoming like, I don't know what Dash and Dawson are if they're at the next level. I don't. And I don't know. It's for Dash is and Dawson DIY. Well, that's not who
3: I was thinking either.
1: Who are you? Th- oh, Oh.
3: Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, right. you could you see, you see right. the Usos come out, issue an open challenge at Mania and all of a sudden Team Extreme comes oh, out. God,
1: <laughs> I, it's a good thing I didn't, I didn't get a vasectomy this year. Yeah. It's a good thing or else I wouldn't have any jizz to spray all over the Citrus Bowl. My God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh. Well, and, and that's the interesting question. Like if it is in that form, if it is that they show up at Mania and they're going to win the titles there are they showing up as the Broken Hardys, or are they showing up as Team Extreme?
2: I think, I think I, they're showing up as the Hardy Boys, and they're going to be dressed like they've been dressed, and, and they're going to have little inst- like flickering. Well, the entire like, arena is
3: going to cha- be chanting the lead at them.
2: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so they're, they're going to be dressed as, as they've been dressed uh, in TNA, I think, and they're going to have that, but they're going to still come out Hardy Boy music and the place is still going to fucking... Oh, oh yeah. Like, it,
3: it's a no-lose situation for oh. WWE. I'm not saying there's a right way or a wrong way. I'm just curious okay. to
1: see, see which way they go no, there. No, I feel bad because I'm going to be upset when it's actually Dash off. Dawson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have even planned this <laughs> with me. Damn it, the Hardys are only... They only interrupted the New Day during one of their segments. All God right. damn it. <laughs> um... I mean, that's the only, like, really logical thing I can think of, is why you needed to do it now, is that you've got something like that coming. And it might not be at WrestleMania, as we always keep talking about. With SmackDown being in Orlando, you would assume they want to try to treat SmackDown like the Raw. You know, the, the Raw after WrestleMania, they'd probably want to treat SmackDown after WrestleMania like that as well. So, you know, could it just be Tuesday night they're planning on doing something like that?
2: Yeah, I could, I could see a situation where they just have a rematch, the rematch for the titles at WrestleMania.
1: Right, um, right.
2: Uh, maybe throw another team in there somehow. We're going uh,
1: to do the, the, the women's division and just put all of them in. Just all of them. Everybody go. Everybody <laughs> go. do that too. That's yeah.
0: another option. They're like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> they're like,
1: Connor and Victor. Oh, you guys aren't dead. Come on out here. Come on out here. Only if they're the surf dudes with attitudes. Man, I don't know. Um, I Look, the Usos uh, – I think this gimmick is great for them. Yeah, it's just. I just don't think they've done enough with it. I think that's the disappointing part. The the odd thing is, this is the second time in four years
3: that the Usos have won the titles weeks before Mania. Like, within a month before Mania. It's very odd. Yeah. that it happened to them twice. And I don't necessarily know the, you know, a few years ago before uh, 30, it was because they wanted something big for New Orleans or uh, for Chicago. Excuse me. They were in the Chicago that was right after CM Punk. They knew the crowd would be wild. So they wanted something huge to happen. So they landed on the Usos winning the tag titles, which was big. This one we'll see, but it's just kind of funny that that's happened to them now twice in four years. Yeah, That's weird.
1: That's weird. Um, you know, Shane is doing yeoman's work, obviously. And, and, you know, as we, I we said all along with this whole thing, we are de- You and I are in the category of people, and I, I think that in his heart, AJ is in this category of pe- people. But he also thinks that the rest of us are dicks, so he won't admit to it. But I think we're all in the category of people that would prefer AJ having a better match. We all understand why this is a big deal. Again, AJ, settle down. We all understand why this is a big deal why it's good for AJ, why it's a prominent match at WrestleMania. No, All of us that are bitching about it know all of those things. By the way, speaking of of
3: Styles right here, something came out this morning. Supposedly uh, Shawn Michaels is saying he turned down a match with AJ Styles at WrestleMania.
1: That makes you feel a lot worse about this match, huh? I'm even more pissed, right? <laughs> like, God damn it. Look, we just wish, because of what we think of AJ Styles, we wish... It yeah, was so something. you should be mad at Shawn Michaels. Yeah, I am <laughs> oh, mad at Shawn yeah. Michaels. Like, I'm not going to lie. I'm mad at Shawn maybe, Michaels. Maybe Roman Reigns should have been a dick
3: to Shawn right? Michaels. Like, maybe there's a reason for that. God
1: damn. Um, And that's what it is. It's it's fine. God bless Shane. He's working hard. And he was in a tough spot because he's got to deal with the fact that there are a lot of people pissed off that AJ's got a better match. And so now that requires him to do even more insane shit because, you know, he's in a bad spot. Um, He hears all the people screaming for AJ and and now he's got to try to win that back over. And at at, at the end of the day, and I'm sure we'll talk about this with Pete Gass in our next segment, there's no depths to which AJ uh Shane isn't willing to go, right? Like he is willing to do the job over and over and over and over again. And God bless him for that. Um, it's a tough spot for everybody to put in. It's a really, really tough spot, but they are doing yeoman's work in the process, and this is where I praise the performers. I praise the performers. I'm still disappointed that you know it's not it's not a more significant AJ Styles match that we're getting at WrestleMania, but the performers are doing as much as as much as they can given the circumstances.
3: I, I, I'm way more in on this match now than I was two weeks ago. Like To, to their credit, they... Well, they, nothing a, really to be in on two weeks right, ago. It, well, right, but they, they've done a very good job of making it something that you are at least interested in seeing over the past two well, weeks.
1: Well, because you know what you're getting. It's AJ Styles, who's amazing, and Shane McMahon, who will do anything. who's was yep. insane. Yep. So, And it's what we said about this match for the last four months, since we kind of knew it was coming, was like, when we get there, it's going to be fine, because it's AJ Styles and Shane McMahon, and we like both AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. It's just... This isn't what we had in mind for AJ Styles. That's what we're dealing with. It, this, what we're getting is fine. It's it's fine. As I keep I saying, I've used the word fine a little bit too much in the last few weeks. It's fine. But there's just some disappointment factor to that. Um, and fuck Shawn Michaels, who I love. But fuck him. Um, he also made a terrible, terrible movie. Now, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a jerk for not coming yeah, on Yeah, he's show. a dick for bailing on all his, uh, his media because he realized his movie was shit. Um... Uh, I just
2: can't wait for the, for the show after Mania. When we talk about how great Mania was. Oh, I know, that's all you care
1: about. All you all care you about is being out. like, you guys thought it was gonna suck, and then I'm gonna go back and say, no, I thought this was gonna be a fine match. Like, we're gonna- Yeah,
2: it's, I, I can't wait for this match to be so much more than fine. Uh,
1: Alright, uh, what else do we need to touch on? What else, what else is there from SmackDown? Then we gotta, we'll get into the one of our news stories. Anything else, SmackDown-wise, that we gotta- Cover. Um,
3: well, nothing, just something that that ties into one of the news stories real quick. But
1: we're still, by the way, we are still in the in the woods with Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton. That, yeah. There is still no heel, there is still no face, nobody knows who they're supposed to is, like. Is, is, does it Bray actually is, have powers? We're not I, totally I, I, sure we are so, of that. He's saying and then, that. And then here's crazy Luke Harper again, and, and do we like him or do we not like him? Like, it is... It is out there, dude. I'm curious. I'm very curious to see what's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I, I look, I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it is weird. <laughs> the whole thing is so weird.
3: The women thing, we, we were trying to figure out exactly what might, you know, we kind of expected some surprises. We weren't sure about it.
1: Yeah.
3: Uh, I think one thing we don't know, absolutely we don't know for sure, but it's starting to line up with Natalia being announced to induct Beth Phoenix. We thought Kelly Kelly was getting that role. We know Kelly Kelly is going to be at WrestleMania. I think you can pencil Kelly Kelly as okay. one of the surprise yeah, competitors sure. for the SmackDowns Women Titles match.
1: That makes sense. Okay, so um, we're going to talk about this, and let's do the thing that we have to do before we talk about it. What happened last week to Paige, to Xavier Woods, to Brad Maddox, is wholly unacceptable. It's criminal. It's wrong. Period. And as I've said before, if someone gave you a car, said, hey, I got this car for you, and you said, oh, cool, how'd you get it? And they said, well, I just stole it. Would you drive that car? Today, not when you were 14. Right. Today. To be honest, yeah,
2: probably. Okay, (laughs) then you are a piece of shit. You I would are, probably try, I would drive the car, but I'd park it somewhere. And yeah, I, yeah. You, and
1: you have by far and away the most elusive of all of us. <laughs> yes. You, I don't know. I have a kid. I guess that's. I guess that's more significant.
2: I'm just saying.
1: You I, guess I, that's more significant. Well, he's got a lot of money. I don't have any money.
2: If somebody gave me the keys to a Ferrari, it was like, yeah, this is stolen. Yeah. I I would I, probably whip it around for like 10 minutes and then ditch it in the back.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: And I, leave I, the
2: keys I, on the tire. It's I, hear,
1: I hear what you're saying. But I think you would know. You would know what you no, were I
2: doing. Know, I would know what I was getting myself yeah. into. Correct.
3: Oh, and the, the other thing about it, if you then go online and well, you the, harass the, someone else. Well, well,
1: hang on. The point being, the people that are sharing this are also criminals. And we don't talk about it that way because, for whatever reason, we haven't caught up to that yet. With 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 the internet, people that are sharing stolen uh, 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 something that was stolen, you're also a criminal, and we we got to figure out how we're going to get to that point at some at some point. And nobody cares because I,
2: mean, I don't think we ever will. But you are correct.
1: But and that's the problem. The problem is nobody cares because it didn't happen to them yet. It, it, they only start caring about it once it happens to them because we just lack empathy. We have no ability for that. So. We got to get that out of the way before we talk about this, because the the wrestling implications are the only part that we're I, we're not. If you're looking for us to do the, oh, how about getting it? We're not. We're not. We're we're just. Come on, man. Like we're adults. We're not. You know, it, people choosing to have sex is their choice, right? Like whoever you're having sex with, I don't give a fuck who you're having sex with. Have sex with as many people as you Steve want. to, have sex, to have
2: sex with with
1: Steve No, Bates. I just want to share a bed platonically. You know, the way that men do when they go on wrestling trips. It happens. <laughs> um. So that's out of the way. Now, and I get it. You're going to say, well, this isn't going to be all that funny. Sorry, it's, it's not because this is a crime that occurred. So I can't laugh at it the same way that maybe you have. And if you have, that's, that's your business, and I'm not – you deal with your own stuff. The question becomes – The way that, one, the WWE handled Xavier, what did you think of it? Two, what to do about Paige?
3: I think that they handled Xavier the best way they could in that situation. I thought that, especially in front of the Brooklyn crowd, you know, you heard, I was surprised that there weren't nearly as many chances I thought there were going to be. You could, you heard it every now and then, something about, you know, we want Paige. But, um, you, you couldn't put Xavier out in front of that live crowd. And, and to kind of quickly – but at the same time, you wanted him out there because if he's not in any trouble, which he should not have been because, again, he was just having sex with them, assuming that he's not the one who leaked it and we have no reason to believe right, and that is – it
1: changes everything. If, yes. if you're the one that did it, then you're a piece of shit. Yes. Uh, but assuming – But otherwise, you're a victim. Yeah. Period. You've been a victim of a crime.
3: Yes. Yes. But so you had to have him out there just to show, hey, we're still behind this guy. He's not in any trouble. So
1: I thought the way they did it was pretty much perfect. Two, three, four – 18 consenting adults having sex is fine. That's fine. They're consenting adults. They can do whatever the fuck they want. All right? What, what happened? Yes, correct. Sorry, I just want to make sure that we're clear about yes. this.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I didn't feel like that even needed
1: to be No, sure. no, no, but there are, I, there, I there are people out there. It, it's, it's such a weird fucking thing. It's yeah. a weird, well, he, this person's married or this person has a, no, 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 I don't, I don't, uh, uh, that's, that's their problem. Like a, we don't know if he was cheating. Yeah, I have B, no idea. I couldn't tell and you. And B, it, it should not, it should you. not affect his uh, right. work status that, if he was. That's that's for, the, for for those human beings deal with in their lives, not for us, not for WWE, certainly not. Especially
2: for them. when they especially when everybody's seen it.
1: Right, right. So the question, so I agree about the Xavier thing. I thought knowing they couldn't get away with it, not we're trying to make it not exist. They addressed it without addressing it, which is the right way to go about doing it, which is we're in on the joke. OK, we get it. It's all you think we're in on it. But there are far bigger implications for the human beings involved. So we can't have that much fun with it. It's not a fun thing for us. This was not good for for us. There's no way it was good for any of these these people. This is not a happy day. So you guys want to joke about it. But we can't joke about it because we're dealing with people that were victims of a crime. So we're going to address it. Right. Because we get it. You know that it's out there. We're going to address it, but we're going to immediately move on. And if they had done a whole segment about it, I think they would have been wrong. I think they would have been absolutely short-sighted from the WWE and wrong. Addressing it, moving on, I thought was the right thing to do. Paige.
3: Paige is such a weird situation because of her current status with the company, which is Mm -hmm. we don't know what her current status is. They're doing
1: a movie about her.
3: And that's the weird thing. That, That movie came out of nowhere. They're doing a movie about her, yet... You know, there, is, there was the lawsuit talk a few months back. She clearly, you know, it doesn't seem like she wants to be in WWE, even though she's in WWE. Del Rio just, you know, signed is signed with TNA, impact, or, sorry, Wrestling. Yes,
1: impact Wrestling. Impact
3: um, Wrestling. It's just a very weird situation. And this, you know, even though, it, again, it does not directly, it should not directly impact her status with the company. With everything else going on, it almost, at least a little bit, has to. Be just another thing in in the big situation that's going on between Paige and WWE right
1: now. I don't know. You know, I I just I, in no ways is this something you fire someone yeah, over. Yeah, no, exactly. Zero ways.
3: No, I mean, if, if, if she was wrestling, if this is her current status, then then there should be nothing. It's just a simple question of she wants out, anyways. Suppose uh, from what we know or what we think we know, we think that she kind of wants out. If that is the case, is this just another thing that kind of that points to the that, direction? Okay. Maybe it's better that we do just go our separate ways. Right. That's the question to me. Not not anything directly because that of it. a super dick move, and I don't think that that would go very well. For I
1: think them. I think that would be awkward. I think if unless she well, but that's the thing. If she's the one who you're right. If, if if she really truly is on board, that she wants out anyway. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, and
3: that that's what I'm talking about here. If and she wants to come back, yes, that this should not impact her her thing in any ways. My question is, should the if if there is this fight between. Her in WWE whether or not she can leave should this be a reason one of the many reasons to just kind of let her leave her contract.
2: I mean, I don't see it that way, but I could see how someone else might.
1: Well, I, I I think I understand what what Aaron's saying, which is yeah,
2: I do. I don't I yeah. see it that
1: way. I, um, I, if, I think,
2: if I think if anything, this builds like this is more reason to
1: right. What you're saying is now now I there's like, this huge potential page return. An interest in that, and if you're the WWE, why would you give that up, right? Like, when you know that that's coming, why would you give that up? And that's right. It's tough, you know what I mean? Like, it's tough because, again, if she doesn't want to be there, I don't know, man. Like, I, this whole thing is really difficult. Yeah, I mean, the, really the
3: whole Page situation, yeah. like this, again, like I said, this is one of many, many things that's going on with Paige over the past nine months. Yeah, Ugh.
1: Ugh, ugh. I, I I don't have the answers to that. I don't have the answers to it. All right, let's grab a break. We still have a ton to talk about. We still have um, Hall of Fame uh, inductee or er, presenters to discuss We still that are intriguing. We still have Southpaw Regional Wrestling, and we still have one Pete Gass. In fact, why don't we have that man join us next? Pete Gass, the Mean Street Posse, will join us. I'm Glenn. He's Aaron, and he's the main event. A.J. Francis of the Washington Redskins, this is Jobbing Out. Hi there, KZ here with Sarita, the NFL chick. Every Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon, you can hear us right here on PressBoxOnline.com slash radio for the PressBox Fantasy and Reality Football Football Show. show. Sarita tries to keep me in check. I get a little... uh, shady every No, once I just a while. try to
0: keep KZ in realistic world instead of you either it's stink a, or you're great. It's
1: all about fantasy. It doesn't matter what's real. It just doesn't. Win- yes,
0: because wins and losses don't matter, KZ. They don't.
1: They don't.
5: Garbage time is <laughs> winning time. That's all that matters. Anyway, you can listen to us as I
1: said, 10 a.m. to noon, right here, Pressboxonline.com slash radio or slash fantasy, whichever you're in the mood for?
0: NFL, college football, sometimes baseball. 10 a.m. to
4: noon every Sunday. The Press Box Fantasy and Reality Football Show. Pressboxonline.com slash radio.
1: The new edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, Steve Jones looks at the life and legacy of Maryland native Keon Carpenter, the late former NFL safety whose philanthropic mission continues thanks to other area athletes. Also in the issue, a 15th anniversary celebration of Maryland's National Championship basketball team. Press Box is available for free at over 500 locations in the area, including 60 Royal Farm stores. You can also read the entire edition and see the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Orioles, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Back in here on chopping Out, it is segment number three, and if you could see the smile on Aaron Oster's face right now, it is out of control because he has been excited about this particular interview for, I think, the last... Well, actually, in his entire life, I think. It's been, it's <laughs> well, hold, entire- hold on, this is the second time
3: oh, I have had the okay. honor of
1: speaking to the great Pete Gass. Yeah, his book is out now. It's called Looking at the Lights, My Path from a Fan to a Wrestling Heel. He is from the Mean Street Posse, the great Pete Gass now joins us on Jobbing Out. Pete, what's going on, man?
5: Hey, what's going on? Hi, uh good to hear your voices. Aaron, how you been, my man?
1: I've been doing great, been doing great. Okay, okay, do you understand that Aaron, like, literally worships at the altar of Pete Gas? Yes? Like, do you understand uh, that he the, actually... The
3: whole Mean Street posse is the greatest yeah, stable in the history of wrestling. He's got a wrestling. shrine
1: in his basement. It's awkward. I think he's got, like, he bought strands of your hair on eBay. Whoa, like, whoa, gotta, whoa, 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 I've, I've, He
3: sent it to me. Him. Come on. <laughs> let, 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 let's be clear here. Is he wearing a sweater vest? That's what I want
1: to know. That's an important question. Aaron, what the hell, man? You knew Pete was coming on day, and you still failed. Look, I'm saving it all
3: for WrestleMania weekend. Let's get this <laughs> straight. I have to start planning my, uh, my vacation wardrobe here.
1: Hey, Pete. Nice pink
5: argyle.
1: All <laughs> oh, pastel colors. Hey, this is important. How many sweater vests do you own or have you owned in your life?
5: Prior to being a member of the Mean Street Posse, that was a big set zero. Uh, I, I never put a sweater vest, um, but uh, I think since since wrestling, uh, oh, in for the record, ever since I left the Posse, I don't unfortunately wear them anymore. So um, it just wouldn't look right if I was living the gimmick, you know. But uh, I
0: I'd,
5: I'd get—I'd have to guess at least twenty or thirty, all right, uh, easily.
1: It's, I think that's 20 or 30 more than I have in my life. <laughs> I, got, I
0: got one,
2: so
1: that, that counts for that. Yeah, right. That's, I, maybe I've had one at some point in my life, so I might be able to say that. All right, so tell me about the book, Pete. Just, you know, how did this all come together? At what point did you decide? Dude, I've done some pretty cool things in my life. I'd like to put pen to paper. You know, it's
5: funny. I, when, I first start, um, when I first started wrestling, you know, we, we were learning the ropes and everything, and uh, we eventually got sent to Memphis, Tennessee. And I don't know why I said it, uh, but it was, I was standing at Jerron Killings. We were training with, uh, we were learning under Stephen Regal. We were going to go do, uh, work in this guy's Buddy Wayne, Buddy Wayne's backyard. He was a legendary wrestler in the Mid South and being down in the Memphis area, that's where we were going to go. And when we got there, he had, it looked like uh, a redneck version of Gold's Gym. He had, you know, a squat rack. He had a bench press. All out in his backyard, all rusted out, and it was—it uh it looked horrible. And, you know, it was—it was looked like crap. And then in the middle of his yard, he had a, a, a ring set up for us to work in, and it had a tarp on it. When we took the tarp up, there were at least five or six dead mice on the on the tarp. So I said to, uh so I I, I looked at Stephen Regal, and Regal looked at all of us, and he said, "We're not working here." He goes, "Let's go." So I remember taking a photo of that and I I, I turned around and I said, one day I'm going to make, I'm going to write a book and this has got to be in there.
0: (laughs) And it it is.
5: I got a picture of it and uh, it's in there and for some reason I always said it but I never was able to get started. And then I got hooked up with a great writer, John Robinson, who's done a lot of wrestling books. And this guy, he really knows how to make magic on the paper. So he, uh, he and I got together and we've been, uh, we worked on it for 2 years. He would write some stuff, send it to me. I would write some stuff and all I needed was someone to get me started and I was real good with it. So it's uh it's a really fun book and I know if you got you guys love wrestling so you guys will love the book. Uh, the attitude era it has all the big names in in the book, all stories about everybody. It's just uh it's an easy read and it literally sounds Or it it reads just like I'm talking, to be honest with you. That's what I'm hearing uh, from most people.
3: You know, for people who who aren't familiar with the crazy way you broke into this business, can you kind of give us a recap of uh, of that story? Because that's just such a completely unique situation in wrestling.
5: Yeah. So what happened was uh, Shane, Shane was about to do a match with Xbox. He was about a month and a half, two months out for uh wrestle for wrestlemania back in 1999 when uh he ended up calling rodney and i into his office on a friday afternoon and he had a script in his hands and he said uh hey i need you guys to do me a favor uh sunday go down to the studio and i want you to dress real preppy (laughs) and he says uh, what i want you to do is i want you to dress preppy and he had the script and he tore it up as he was saying this, and he threw it in the garbage. He goes, "That was the script." He basically said, "F that." Uh, I want you guys to tell stories about when we were kids, running from the cops, getting in trouble, getting in fights, <laughs> all the things that we used to do. And they're gonna, and Chris Chambers, who's still with the company, is gonna cut it up, and you guys are gonna be on Monday Night Raw this Monday. So we only—it was only supposed to be for a few weeks. And so what happened was we went, we did the tapings, they played it, they brought us to wrestle, uh, they brought us to Monday Night Raw the Monday before WrestleMania, and then they brought us to Philadelphia, uh, for WrestleMania after that. And, you know, there were signs with our names up, it was really kind of crazy how people really took to the characters, and uh, and for some reason, yeah, the, the WWE. You know, they always want to give fans what they want. But for some reason, they wanted to give them more of us. <laughs> they called Rodney and I back in ten days later, and the funny thing is, Shane Shane gave us envelopes ten days after, and we didn't know what they were. But when we asked him, he's like, "What do you mean?" He goes, "That's your pay." So we are we were under the impression we were doing it for nothing, <laughs> and he, he gave us some envelopes, and it was great because we were broke. Uh, you know, being rich is only a gimmick on the show, <laughs> and uh, so we, uh, you know, we, we obviously could use the money. But then he asked us if we had any vacation time. He started taking us on the road, and you know, it was only supposed. Then it was supposed to only last for about a month, month and a half, and then all of a sudden, the crowd really loved hating us. I mean, there was some great, great heat with us, and you know, the bottom line is, Vince took us and put us in the ring from being off the street, just literally put it in the ring. But so I was like, all right, guys, that's like if you go to, uh, that's like never playing it down a football and then being thrown into the Super Bowl. And, you know, like, okay, you know, go block Ray Lewis. Or something <laughs> like that. You know, like, there's no way. It's not easy to do. You know, I mean, come on. So, you know, it, was, it just, the story is unique because no one has a story like this where they've just been thrown into the fire. And it just tells how you know we went and we parlayed something that
1: was only supposed to last a couple of weeks into a, a three-year contract. Wow! Wow! Was it was it ever um you know like when when you arrive and you're friends of the, like the boss's kid, and you don't have a wrestling yep. background, I would think that maybe in the locker room there there might be a few looks, maybe a few things said. Like how did that go over when you got there, like hanging out with all the other guys in the back?
5: Well, don't, when we first got there, we were a novelty. And I think that's the way the boys in the back, you know, that's the way they took it. You know, it wasn't something like they were thinking, uh, we were going to be there more than a few weeks. And then when we kept coming back, I think after a while, a few of the guys who didn't get to really know us were kind of like, you know, what are these guys doing here? Get out of here. Like, so I think they started to get a little tired of us being there because I mean, let's be honest. You only have so much time on a show, and it's, it's taking away from them, you know. So, I think you know over over time we won these people over, yeah. but it it took a lot, it took a lot of hard work and it took a lot of beating, uh, you know, in, in order to gain their respect.
2: You know, Pete, what's what's crazy to me is the fact that as a huge wrestling fan and someone who um, obviously you have an athletic background. Even if I never became a wrestler, it would still always be something cool to perform at WrestleMania, and you got to perform at WrestleMania and perform very well. Um, when you were first walking down the ramp at WrestleMania, what was the first thought that went through your mind? Don't
5: fall. <laughs> don't fall. Don't, don't, don't trip. Don't trip through the ropes. Um, but it's funny, you know, like, What you said just now really hit me because it's one of the reasons why, another reason why I wrote this book. And, you know, when I was, when I was started, I was a wrestling fan just like you guys. And, you know, and I used to say to myself, geez, I wonder what it was like to be in the ring with The Rock or what it would be like to work at WrestleMania or any of those things. Like, and and that's, that's why this book is something that is special for those people because... Any fan that thought that, you get to live it vicariously through me because I'm telling you what had happened and what went down and what it was like you know, during the greatest era of wrestling, in my opinion, because, I mean, let's face it, it's been over 15 years, and people are still talking about the Attitude Era.
1: No doubt. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. He's Pete Gass. The book, again, is Looking at the Lights, My Path from Fan to a Wrestling Heel.
3: You know, obviously you came in, you came in as uh, Shane's guys, and and you got to work, and, and even before, obviously, uh, coming into the business, you got to know the McMahons well, and we're still, you know, 15, 20 years later, wrestling is still, it's all about the McMahons. You have Shane and Stephanie, be, very big part of the product right now, and I'm sure Vince is going to be coming back in a short time. What is it about the McMahons, both as people and mm-hmm. as characters, that, that has captivated the WWE universe for so long?
5: Well... Behind the scenes, it's one of the nicest families you'll ever meet.
1: I mean, top to bottom, from Vince down to Stephanie, you know. Uh, you mean Vince there's doesn't there's actually there's... force everyone to kiss his ass?
4: You mean that? I, I you know, mean that's I, not actually real? No. Like, you mean he doesn't
1: actually <laughs> be, pull his pants down and no. force everyone to kiss? I did. I just. I, what World you're saying, right, yeah, right? You're saying something that I'm not okay with right now, peak ass.
5: i'm sorry i gotta i gotta i'm calling uh i'm calling out the truth uh i never had to get to that that's for sure
1: no i'm sorry i'm interrupting you i apologize go ahead no no you're
5: good you're good so uh so the truth is i mean they're they're just such great genuine down-to-earth people and a compliment i always give them is with all the money that they have you'd never know that they were that wealthy because they're just so down-to-earth and they don't, they don't make believe they're better than anyone, they just, you know, they care about their family and friends and the business and the fans, and, I mean, you look at what Shane does in the ring, you know, look at what he just did the other night, you know, he didn't, he doesn't need to do that stuff, you know, but he does it because it gets, it's great for the fans, it's great for the business, and he's all about helping the company. He'll throw his body out on the line for anything uh,
1: wrestling-related. Do, do you know if there was ever anything with Shane that, like, he wanted to do and and somebody finally intervened and said, Dude, no. Like, you could jump off the you can jump off Titan Tron, you can do the jumping from post to post thing, but we're not going to let you do this. Did you ever just, just see anything like that?
5: The only thing I can relate to that story is uh, when Shane faced Kurt Angle at King of the Ring, and he kept trying to get thrown through the, uh, those glass, those panes of glass. Yep. You guys familiar with this? Yep. You know, yeah, all right absolutely. Now? Yes. When and he almost broke his neck in
2: 47 places,
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he kept, uh, you know, he kept bouncing off and landing on his head. And in the back, uh, Vince was starting to get kind of hot he told him to move on and stop trying to kill himself and stuff like that, but Shane was determined have Kurt throw him through that glass and, and eventually he, he got his list. Wow.
1: Wow. But Vincent said, no, we're, we're moving on. You guys got to do something else?
5: Well, I, you know, he's in the gorilla position and he has his, the microphone and he's trying to te- he's talking to the, the referee. Right. And it, with, the ref has an earpiece in and he's like, tell him to move the on. And, uh... Wow. You know, Shane, Shane just... Shane has a, a, you know, purpose and once he has his mindset to something, you're
1: not gonna, you're not gonna change <laughs> That's crazy, man. That's nuts. And I guess he can get away with that more than maybe say your average wrestler could, right? Like he's in a little bit more of a position to be able to be like, yeah, man, um, I just vetoed that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, like my idea here outweighs yours at the moment. There's <laughs> probably like four people that can do
3: that. Right. Exactly. So let's talk about Shane here. You know, Shane comes back last year. He does the crazy dive off the cell, and we kind of thought he got that out of his system. But he shows up last week, and he feels the need to be sent through a car window. And who knows what he's going to do at WrestleMania? Does the guy have a death wish, or, or what's going on right now? Shane is an
5: adrenaline junkie. I refer to him that I've been referring him to. I've been referring to him as an adrenaline junkie for since I can remember. And I even talk about it in, in my book. But he, uh, yeah, he's always had this, like, rush of adrenaline desire, like need, like it's a drug. You know, he always jumped off things that were too high and always wanted to do something that's a little bit crazy when we were kids. And he just, I guess he just can't get it out of his system because, you know, I knew... Indirectly, without knowing, but the, the night he came back on Monday Night Raw in Detroit last year, as soon as I heard that he was facing the Undertaker in a hell of a cell match, my wife and I were on the couch and I just, I looked, I turned to her and I said, we're going. And she's like, why? Why do you want to go so bad? And I said, because he's going to jump off that cell. She goes, how do you know? And I just started to laugh. I said, cause I, had, I know Shane. And, uh, I said, he, he's, He's that crazy to jump off that thing, and then sure enough, sure enough, <laughs> he got there. And there he goes, He oh. climbs to the top, and I was nervous for him to be honest with you. Um, so was everybody. Not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing. I remember hearing all the stories about Mick Foley going through the, uh, you know, when he got thrown off the cell by Taker, and uh, I remember hearing all the stories about how you know he had so many broken bones after that match. So when I saw him go up there, I was, you know, I was genuinely like,
1: I, I was afraid for him, you know, sure. but he was definitely hurt. You could tell, no doubt, no doubt. All right, uh, Pete Gas again. The book is called "Looking at the Lights: My Path from Fan to a Wrestling Heel." AJ, what you got? Uh, I was just
2: wondering what when you first come back from when you first came and you said you were in the business as a fan. What moment really got to you where you were standing in the ring saying, holy shit, this is really about to happen?
5: You know what? Uh, uh, I I think there's two things that come to mind. One is when we came back, uh, Rodney and I lost the Loser League Town match and they brought us back as a part of the corporate ministry. And the corporate ministry. I'm standing in the ring with the Undertaker, uh, Ron Simmons, JBL, Triple H, China, and the, the, the legends in that ring alone. I'm sitting there and I'm saying to myself, "Why am I in this ring again? Yeah. Why, why am I in here with these guys? You know, like
0: yeah.
5: you know, I'm just a you know, I'm just a sales rep that's trying trying to make a living. You know, you know I, it's amazing that." I, the way it happened, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty special. Well, so now, you y- time... Yeah, you know, go, go ahead. That out, the other story. So the other story is, the answer to answer your question was, I remember when we were facing the acolytes, and, you know, we knew we were gonna get our asses kicked, and I remember as soon as they hit their music, in the back of my mind, I was like, why am I standing in here? About <laughs> <laughs> so, and sure enough, you
4: know, we just took beating. That's awesome.
1: That is. And 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 then you said afterwards, why did I stand in there and take exactly. my <laughs> Exactly. Oh man. Hey Pete. Now all these years removed, right? Like you, you've obviously been away yep. from the WWE for a long time, but with the book, you've been doing uh, a lot of publicity of late and doing a lot of podcasts, a lot of shows. Just when when you go out and experience, and people still care this much, like how much does that mean to you that? something you did for three years still resonates the way that it does, and, like, do you still get, like, random people coming up to you on the street? Like, dude, I, I think I know who you are.
5: Yeah, oh, yeah. I still get... You know, it's not as often as it, it was. You know, I'm a lot older now, and, uh, you know, I got a, I have a beard, and, uh, <laughs> you know, other than the size, I'm just pretty. But, um, you know, I still, to this day, I, I don't know how they find me, but they do, they... People are, uh, I get stuff at least twice a week, once, twice a week from all over the world, Germany, you name it. Um, people send me things to autograph and sign back, and I'm just so flattered by that. Just, I mean, if you think about it, you know, I, I get stuff like that, and it's been 17 years since I've been in the business, or 16 years since I've been in the business. And uh, that, that to me, that's like, that means we did our jobs, and Again, it's it's a unique story because from being thrown on the street and to get that much reaction, and let's be honest, if we didn't get the reaction we did, we would have never made it past those couple of weeks because there's no way Vince is going to you know just have us there to ride their coattails, which is what, by far, we did not do. Um, they just, you know, they, they, Vince gives the crowd what they want. If the crowd wants to see us get our asses kicked, then... Yeah, that's what he's going to give them, and, and uh, you know, to answer your question, I mean, I am extremely flattered by this, and that's one of the reasons why I felt like book was necessary, because I felt like, you know, I would tell these stories to, to guys when we play softball tournaments, you know, I play competitive softball, and in between games, like, I always noticed there was like a huddle of people around me listening and asking questions about certain things, and... These guys would be from different states, from all over the you know all over the country basically, wanting wanting to know stories about the Mean Street Posse and and how it all went down. So that's why I felt like the book was necessary because I felt like you know why not put it on paper and, and, and make it something to be proud of.
1: That's awesome, man. That's it's just awesome. All right, um, we we get a plug-in for the book one more time, looking at the lights. I
5: know another, another, another question. Okay, all right, Last one. Last all one. What right, You're interrupting a plug?
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> so insane. Like, i i got to get these questions off.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: What's crazy to me is I obviously saw you on um, the Edge and Christian show on the That's WWE it. Network, which is fantastic. <laughs> and I wanted to know, because Glenn, one of our co-hosts, has still yet to watch this oh, show. For
3: God's sakes.
2: I wanted to know, what is, did you watch the show and did you think it was as funny as I was? I did,
5: and what was it like to be on it? To be honest with you, I, when I watched the show and I still watch the episodes now and again, I, I'm laughing, but I'm laughing for different reasons. I'm laughing about stupid stuff that we were doing to each other, you know, off the air, you know, like, and, and had, when I would shoot that show, we would go there and, and I would be there, I'd go like two to three hours early just to get a bunch of laughs because there was things that were going on backstage, and Edge, Christian, and I make fun of each other constantly. And then if you throw Tommy Dreamer in the mix, Tommy's just a walking go artist, like jokes. And it, it's just so much fun to do these things with these guys. And, you know, you have your friends that you grow up with, and then you have... Your wrestling friends and your wrestling friends, friends are just as rowdy. They're just as loyal and they, it's just, it's a friendship that just never dies. And it's just, it's just awesome. It's That's a awesome. great feeling, but I, I love watching it because it, it just sparks my memories of things that we, we did backstage during that and just, I love it. That's I awesome. really do.
1: That's awesome. All right, again, Pete Gas. The book is "Looking at the Lights: My Path from a Rest from Fan to a Wrestling Heel," and it is available right now. It's at Barnes and Noble. You can go to Amazon, and we're going to link it up on our Twitter account as well at Jobbing Out Show. Uh, Pete, you are on Twitter as well. that people can give you a follow at IMP Gas. Correct? That's correct. Awesome, man. Definitely, dude. This was a lot of fun. We really appreciate you taking the time for us this week, dude. Um, we're hoping. That maybe uh, when we're in Orlando next weekend, we happen to have a peak gas sighting at some point. But uh, no matter what, man, we'd love to chat with you again down the road. All right, yeah, let's get some drinks.
5: I'll be at uh, I'll be at WrestleCon if anyone's uh, wondering, and I'll have copies of my book and I'll uh, by tens and come on by and tell me you liked me, tell me he's I sucked, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I really don't care. But uh, it, it's good to hear from that, hear reactions from the fans, and we'll have some fun and. Good luck. That's awesome. Will you be wearing a
3: sweater vest for that one? <laughs>
5: That's undecided right now. I don't know. I'm mean, told I have to, but I, I,
1: I'm trying to wipe this one off as best I can. Uh, hey, Pete, thanks for doing this, man. Anytime. All right, very cool. Aaron, put it back in your pants, please. Just put it all back all in right. your pants, right? All right. All when part. the Hardys come out at WrestleMania, we'll all have it out. Like, we'll okay. all have erections like yours right now. But
2: Don't cross dreams. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh man that was cool. That was really a fun conversation with Pete Gas too. That was uh that was awesome. Go pick up his book. Uh show him some support. All right, a bunch of stuff that we haven't gotten to. It's just been a busy week news wise. So let's try to uh knock some of that out here including uh, Aaron really some unexpected announcements when it comes to a Hall of Fame ceremony inductees.
3: Yeah, well, let's just start right there. Um, you know, I mentioned it before, Natalia is inducting Beth Phoenix makes perfect sense. They were tag partners together. We thought it was going to be Kelly Kelly, but Nat- Natalia makes all the sense in the world Absolutely. there. No issues. There were two that came out that raised some eyebrows. The first one, uh, as he himself tweeted out, hell just froze over because Jim Cornette is, I guess, back in the it WWE is. fold well, to induct the... Ro- well, in yeah. some form. He's good enough that they're a, willing to yes. put him on television Correct. to induct the Rock and Roll And I can only imagine there's going to be, like, a five-minute delay there because Jim Cornette has made his living the past few years trashing everything about it, WWE. It,
1: look, I, this is where you give credit, I, and I don't know this, but the one of the things that you do appreciate about Triple H... Is that he has gone, like, n- not only is he a nuclear heel, he's been nuclear about getting people back, with Bruno the WWE. and Warrior, Correct. and the list goes on and on. So you almost assume that this is Triple H related. I don't know that, you know what I mean? Like, I can't, I can't say that with any level of certainty. Um, but it would make sense if yes. that was the case, right? Yes. It would make sense if Triple H was behind this. Um, Jim Cornette's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, you we, what, we, we've had him on the yep, podcast. He, he, was, was, he was
3: he crazy. was crazy. Like he they, was they was are much. legitimately I guarantee you they are going to be using the maximum amount of delay they can actually have.
1: Yeah, like, I don't know what that is for an Internet broadcast. Like, I, you know, I, I don't know either. But, you I don't know. know, how that works. But, um, you know, I, I'm good by it. You know, the, the question now from a lot of people is, is, is this paving the way for Jim Cornette to get into the Hall of Fame himself?
3: Yeah, I think that, you know, him with the Midnight Express, you know, that makes all the sense in the world. They still need to go in and he was a part of them and he needs to go in. I, I'd be yes, I would be very surprised if he is not back in the Hall of Fame uh pretty quickly. And, it, it, and I'd I'd love to see next year. Him. Yeah. Potentially, very, very potentially next year. Yeah, yeah. I I think the more interesting thing is, is he, could he be around for other things besides the Hall of Fame? Well,
1: but what really, honestly. He's still a good mouthpiece.
3: He's still, if, if they. Boy. He's still a good mouthpiece. I hear
1: you. It's just tricky, man.
3: Oh, is that, you, you, anytime you give Jim Cornette a live mic. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. You you are, you are, uh. I think it's one of
1: those sounds good in theory types of things, and then, like, nah. You
3: know? (laughs) Well, I, I think it's more something like, If everything
1: worked, I could see
3: it working, but yeah. Oh, it's dangerous. It's dangerous to give Jim Uh, Cornette a live microphone.
1: I don't know about that.
3: And you can't just stick him on SmackDown where it would be uh,
1: taped. But that's not the only one.
3: No, that's not the only one. Um, DDP, we thought it would be either uh, Jake the Snake or Scott Hall. Or both. Or both. We thought that would make all the sense in the world. Um, It's not. But if it wasn't going to be these two guys, the one guy who it would make sense would be Eric Bischoff. And that's who it is. And he's back,
1: and he's better, better than ever. ever. You know, I've also heard he has a knack for making things better. Um, you're right. If it's not going to be those two guys, it makes sense that it's Eric Bischoff. Obviously, DDP was was synonymous with WCW, right? Like the, the two of them. Bischoff was the
3: is the reason he had a career because he was the one who pushed for a 40 year old to start getting a main event right. spot. Like so, that, that was all Bischoff.
1: So makes all the sense in the world. It's still going to be disappointing to me because this I thought was going to be like the moment of the night was Scott Hall and and Jake the Snake inducting D D P after what they've been you know, like I just thought that was gonna be wonderful. So I'm I I'm gonna I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. Now, maybe they're worried about Scott Hall and Jake the Snake. Maybe it's the type of thing where they say we don't want to put that pressure on those two two guys. They've been through a lot and just not that not, not worth it for that, us. That,
3: you know, it might be something where Right or wrong, they don't want to focus on it. They want to focus on his wrestling career. They want this to be a happy time. And, and you have Scott and Jake, and and while it's certainly happy that they've gotten no, it, you're I'm also that the the stories that they would tell would probably go through a pretty dark thing, which I think would be great. I think would be awesome. I'd love to watch that. But I could see a situation where they were thinking we can also get great, you know, really powerful stories out of Bischoff that are happier stories, that are fun, that are that are lighter.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
3: uh, I, again, if it was up to me, it would be Scott and Jake. Yeah, but I can see a I can see the argument for Eric Bischoff here. I, I hear it. and look, there's nothing wrong with having Eric Bischoff induct. And in again, the- Bischoff involved again with WWE in any form is a good is, thing.
1: Is yeah, it's wild, it's definitely wild, and um, you know we'll see if that leads to anything as well. All right, do we? Is there anybody who's a presenter we don't know at this point? Uh, I other than rude. also, do we have a celebrity? We don't. That's the weird thing. We don't have a celebrity. But they've done that before where, like, they don't want the celebrity to be, like, the big story, so they kind of wait until the end. Uh.
3: I feel like they've waited, but I don't know if they've ever waited. Because I feel like the only time they've waited till the week of to announce somebody was when they announced Kevin Nash the week of. Right. I, I don't know if they've I don't feel like they announced Drew Carey
1: super early. I don't remember them. I mean, although, in fairness, I cared so little about it that... Yeah. I, I don't remember. Um, I think they could still... I think they could still announce somebody.
3: Oh, yeah. I mean... It's a celebrity. They can do whatever they want there. Um, Yeah, I I think the only one we don't know, because we know that uh, both members of the APA are doing uh, Teddy Long. By the way, have you seen his shirt? No. It's holla, holla, holla famer.
1: Oh, why didn't I think of that? It's really good. That's great. That's great. All right, so there's that. Now, how about some news regarding the WWE and the potential acquisition?
3: Yeah, uh, Ryan Stanton from Pro Wrestling Sheet, who is has become one of the better guys as far as he doesn't, he may not re- report a ton of things, but when he does, it's usually there's a good amount of truth to it. Said last night, put out a report that there have been uh, quiet talks between Sinclair and WWE about WWE purchasing Ring of Honor. Whether and and the report went on to say that the idea, at least right now, would be that Ring of Honor would still exist. It would just exist on the network. It would exist under WWE control. Mm -hmm. Um, But obviously, a you know we don't know that's going to happen, and b you know the talks when they were purchasing WCW was to keep WCW afloat. So anything can happen after uh, after the purchasing happens. Let's not kid ourselves.
1: If they get Ring of Honor, Ring of Honor is not going to be Ring of Honor for. More than the short, time, short term.
3: Come on. Right. No. I, I mean, it's, it's not going to be Ring of Honor. Like, right. it might be Ring of Honor. They might actually try to keep it on the network just to get more content for the network. But it's not going to be Ring of Honor because it's yeah, not going to be independent.
1: Be, it's going to be WWE Ring of Honor. Right. right? It's going to be what it is. It doesn't really make sense for them to have something competing against NXT either. Right? I mean, I,
3: I could see them almost creating the minor league system where you have NXT as your AAA, A. You have Ring of Honor as your double A. That's where you put a lot of these guys who can't make NXT right now. And And you
2: build, and here's the thing there's a lot more double A's than there are major league teams and triple A teams because, guess what? It's a feeder system. So when you have Ring of Honor to combat with the English championship wrestling and Japanese championship wrestling and Australia championship wrestling, which I think is the end goal for them to get, is to have. A product in all of these countries, building up subscriber bases in all of these countries.
1: Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. And look, I
3: it makes all the sense of the world for WWE. I think it would be bad for wrestling. No, I, I think it would be to, very, I, very bad for wrestling more if this
1: happens. Different people that have wrestling, the better, right? Like yeah. that's that's who wins. I
2: I, I I feel you, but at the same time,
1: uh,
2: has the UK tournament not been beneficial for the guys in the UK tournament?
3: Well, only for a few of them. That's, but, for, for some, it has not been beneficial. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: but but it, it got them more exposure than they ever got before. No, if, I, if I'm right.
3: telling you an American wrestler that if, you know, Impact Wrestling, we, you know, we know could fold at any time. Ring of Honor... If they're bought by WWE, all of a sudden you have almost no alternatives to WWE to actually make a living in America wrestling. Right. Unless
1: you unless you're good with WWE. Right. And this is the argument that like like what what Cody has attempted to do recently, what like Ryback has attempted to do is to say, you know what, fuck it. I can I can make a good living, but all of them have needed to have a primary source of income still. It's nice to say we're gonna travel around the world, we're gonna do all these independent appearances and that's all well and good, but they still need to have somebody that's paying them. A, a more sizable chunk of what they're getting for the year in order to be able to do it. And so they found that with either Ring of Honor or they found it with T- TNA, depending on who the wrestler is that we're talking about. So, uh, you know, I hear you. And and they're,
3: and they're always going to find that is the point that I'm
1: making. So you're saying you think there'll be something else that comes up, that if Ring yes, of Honor and TNA go away, that somebody else will take a, a run at it. And,
3: and it might be eventually, but there will be like is
2: there Ring of Honor or TNA popping around during WCW? No.
1: Well, but then you had
3: WCW and ECW. You always had the alter, a big that, that time is alter. My
2: point. You always have it.
3: Okay, I mean, but they- you, did, you didn't you did from 01 to basically 05. Like, there's yeah, a yeah. lot of like I, I go back and I talk to the the Mike Quackenbushes, the Christopher. No, but no, no, no you're and-
1: wrong. TNA existed then. TNA
3: existed. No, but but they existed. weren't paying. They weren't. Pay, they not weren't like, paying they, a not like they ended up doing. Right, but but, but I'm saying I'm saying yeah. for these guys. I, I'm talking to these guys like the Christopher Daniels, the guys who have been on the indie circuit for 20 years now, and they always say just how horrendous a time it was, especially to try to break into the business from '01 to 04 hear, yeah. when you when you didn't was, have it.
1: There was also not the internet, right? I mean, it's and and, and that's different. World. But
3: of course, you know, you have evolved also when, in this business relationship with WWE. So you're having everybody having. Right.
1: I, I don't look. I'm telling you, I don't like having one company monopolize everything because I wouldn't like that in any business in, in anything I think that everyone stands to benefit from competition the argument that you can make back is that it hasn't really been competition right like the competition has been between the smaller companies it's not been between any of the smaller companies in WWE and you're right but you could argue that in some way Ring of Honor was competing against NXT and so if that and also
2: men- not to mention Lucha Underground is on Netflix and and
1: that's the right, point. yeah alright I mean that's which is great <laughs> which awesome. is great
3: but they're also, you know, they, they're not doing any more tapings for a year because they have everything already taped. So that's yeah. not something that you're going to But be we've talked to.
1: about the possibility of them touring, you know, like we've yeah. talked about some and, other and, things. And you
3: so. hope, but again, they're also facing some financial difficulties. Hopefully this Netflix thing changes, right. you know, starts to change I guess space. what I'm trying to
1: say is I, I don't disagree. I don't think it's a good thing. In in no world do I think it's a good thing for one company to monopolize professional wrestling. But is AJ probably right in that once that occurs, it it does tend to spur someone else to say you know what, we're going to make a run at this. We're going to give it a go because there is a marketplace currently for a secondary professional wrestling promotion. And while it's not going to make us rich, we can get a few bucks. We know there's people that we, that aren't going to be welcomed back by the WWE or that just refuse to go work for the WWE so we can gather up some talent and we can put them out there. And it's not going to be perfect, but it's going to give us something and we think we can get some secondary dollars. Yeah, he's probably right. He's probably right that, that it would work out that way. So... I guess – I can't believe I'm saying this. I guess we can both be right about this. We can both say it's not a good thing for there to be a monopoly at the same time for – to say, but the free market will likely dictate that it won't remain a monopoly, that somebody would step in at that point. So,
3: And first of all, it actually has to happen. Which right, is, which uh, we're yeah.
1: still a ways away from. Yep. And, and and then what we get out of that – you know, the truth is that – you could say that the, all the best Ring of Honor talent ended up...
3: in well, they're, they're, And I think that's the, the interesting timing with this is that, you know, this is in the middle of the, the hemorrhaging of talent from Ring of Honor. Right, like You have um, yeah, Bobby fishley supposedly Leo just left, officially left Ring of Honor. Uh, Adam Cole's contract's running up and he's Open Triple H is basically openly addressing these guys on WWE conference calls. Huh. Dalton Castle's, pro, you know, Dalton Castle would be well, the one.
1: already gobbled up, yeah. know, Kevin Owens and, and Sami Zayn. You know, I mean, like, it, the argument you can make is why wouldn't WWE just own Ring of Honor? Because ultimately, it really is just a feeder system to WWE, anyway.
3: So that, that, that's the argument.
1: I mean, that's the argument.
3: <laughs> of course, the Young Bucks just tweeted, "Nah, we'll just buy it back with our merch money if they do try."
1: <laughs> All right, and uh, finally. Finally. I don't even know what finally is. Finally oh, is the yeah.
3: biggest thing. Of, and with all this news, with all this shows, oh, the best thing about wrestling over the past week was four six-to-seven-minute videos on YouTube entitled Southpaw Regional Wrestling. And it is wonderful. It is everything. It right. is the
1: best thing WWE has done in a while. All right, admittedly because they put it out smack dab in the middle of the NCAA tournament. I've only watched a little bit, so I have to apologize in advance. I I do have two questions. One, why would you put it out smack dab in the middle of the NCAA tournament? And two, why is this not on the network?
3: That's the weird thing. I don't know why it's not on the network. My guess is that this is kind of, was kind of a test. They want to see what the reaction was to it. And the, okay. it, it, it,
1: and hold on, hold on. Like, yeah. camp WWE wasn't a test.
3: And it might be that they wanted something to specifically boost the YouTube numbers. I don't know why specifically they would want, but it is possible that they wanted to get the YouTube numbers up uh, based on. I hear you, YouTube but
1: you numbers. are charging human beings money. Yes, you're. They're paying you. Yes. You can't like I get, I give WWE money. And I get it. It's I right now. I'm very happy with the deal that I have with WWE. Yes. I I don't. There's not another over the top right now. Yes, that I that I purchase. This is well, that's Spotify. I guess technically is over. You don't the top, have Netflix. Right? No, I do have Netflix. All right, so fine. There's three. Okay, there's three that I purchase. Does Xbox Live count as an over the top? God damn it! All right, I <laughs> buy a lot of over the tops. <laughs> Son of a bitch. But I'm happy with it, and I didn't need more content. But if you're gonna do the content, you, this is, and I think this is a very dangerous thing. There are people giving you money for content. But you're just going to give but us they, away. You get money on YouTube too, though. What do you mean?
3: They but get money for that, their sub- subscribers. No, I hear, you.
1: I understand that. But what I'm saying is, like, you've asked these people to give you extra money, and and you're not going to give them the benefit of being able to watch. You know what I mean? Like, it just seems like the type. But well, to of be thing- fair,
3: at the same time, they did give two years worth of old NXT on the network, so it's not like they weren't. They were just like ignoring. WWE yeah, network. I,
1: mean, I hear you.
3: Yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining about getting the the beginnings I mean, of the full sale I mean, they NXT. Gave you, they gave you the greatness that is Edge and Christian, and you oh, haven't. <laughs> anyway, so South Pole Regional Wrestling. Though, is all, is,
1: by the way, this is all this is going to be. It, like one day, I'm going to walk <laughs> in and I'm gonna say, "By the way, AJ, I watched the Edge and Christian show, and he's going to have no tropes left. He's well, going yes, be he will. Fresh Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns, that's true. All right, fair enough. I'll still have Roman Reigns left. I uh,
2: haven't, first of all, I haven't even bespoke his name. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> um. But the South Park Regional Wrestling, A, first of all, it's great, it's yeah. as smart as people are saying, it's, it's, it's clever, and you can tell, and here's the thing, you can tell it's the guys who are really responsible for this, this isn't so much WWE, this is definitely Cena, this is Jericho, this is Anderson they're and into Gallows, it, right. they're, they're into it, and you could say, this is something they've been thinking so about. So great that he
1: went with Tex Ferguson. Tex Ferguson. So oh, you didn't even great. get to Big
3: Bartholomew yet.
1: No, I haven't
3: That, that, to Big that's Rusev doing the, the Southern Boy Farmer. <laughs> <laughs> Big Bartholomew and the Ascension as these surf dudes with attitudes. Oh man! It's all of it is wonderful and it's so smart. Like you can see where they're they're picking out these you know things from the past specific things you know Cena's character is a mix of Gordon Solie and Lance Russell and a little bit of Ron Burgundy in there as well, and and everything's wonderful and, and they're running with it. They've already put out a Southpaw Regional Wrestling shirt. That's the main thing that Fallon and Cena talked about last night right. when uh, Cena was on it. Yes, they talked about Mania. But they talked about, a lot about Southpaw Regional Wrestling. And um, and um they're running with it. And it'll be interesting to see exactly where they go with it. You can't have matches with these. But if you're telling me that it becomes a weekly 10-15 minute series, I'm in. 100% I'm in. I just in. think they should put it on the network. That's all. They should put it on the network. and And I think the one thing that you risk... Is that their Southpaw characters get more over than the actual characters?
1: Well, I mean, there's some. I don't. I mean, I. I who knows what the plan is? If this yeah. is just a fun thing to do for a little while, I don't know what. But it's it's neat. It's definitely neat. It's cool. It's, it's, it's very nice. entertaining. It, it,
3: it's, it's refreshing to see that WWE can do something like you
1: know, that. It's, it's tongue in cheek. It you know yeah. it. It kind of makes it doesn't really, but it kind of makes fun of themselves. Well, and I mean? it, like, it
3: makes fun of it while it's also very clearly like a love note yes, to
1: it. Yes, no doubt about that. All right. Is that it? Are we good,
3: man. We was a lot this week, and this he- was he- a- Heidi made her debut on NXT last night right. too. Right. Very, very. Po- if, if she ends, if that ends up being the eight, ma- uh, eight person tag and Heidi's involved, I'm geeking yeah, out. Man, I'm not, completely man. geeking out.
1: So next week, do we have a uh, somebody in mind to be our guest picker
3: next week? Well, it depends. Where are we doing it? When are we
1: doing it? Uh, yeah, we got to figure that out too.
3: We'll we'll figure that all out right. in the next couple of days. It all depends right. if we're do- obviously it's different if we do it Wednesday versus if we do it Thursday night. We got with... to figure out with.
2: We also don't have to do
1: one show. That's true. We could do multiple shows. It's WrestleMania be. week after it all. It is, yeah. It is WrestleMania week. All right, we'll think about that. We'll play it by ear. All right, we'll we'll work on some plans for next week. AJ, who do you know that can get us Wale?
2: Um, I'll see what I can do.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would think that like I want to have somebody good for next week. You know what I mean? Like it's a WrestleMania preview show. I just like to have a. I've put some feelers I, 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 out on some different things. I mean, I I don't know. We got a couple of things.
3: I might have a step in that direction. All right.
2: Well, I I'm actually about to text Tori right now. So.
1: All right. All right. Let's let's see if we can't figure something out for that. All right. Uh, let's get our plugs in. AJ, what are you plugging?
2: Uh, you know, I'm about to start back up with the uh, French Sports Academy training kids, um, down here in Florida. Did I see that and, someone's dad
1: was named Coach of yeah. the
2: Year? Yeah, my dad was. It's not his first time winning, not his last, you know this is what we do uh
1: <laughs>
2: that's that's how we act when the pressure's on we make diamonds
0: and, <laughs> uh,
1: and, I believe I heard uh, some quarterback of a certain football team once say, no pressure, no diamonds I believe that was uh, something that I That remember. is also true
0: <laughs>
2: um, but uh you know I'm doing that, and um just getting ready for OTAs getting uh man, I'm just excited to be back in America. Um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, was I had a time. You know he yeah. does have he does have dark skin, so there was some danger as to whether or not he would be let back in. There was yeah, some that concern. True. That is true. Did, did it, you have to turn over true. your
3: social media accounts or anything <laughs> when you uh, came back?
2: Probably. I hope so. All right. I mean, if uh, that means they check
1: um, give us uh, give us the uh, the uh, information on Francis Sports Academy as well as your Twitter.
2: Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter ajfrancis410. You can follow uh, French Sports Academy on Instagram. Um, at Francis underscore sports. Same thing on Twitter, Francis underscore sports. Um, and you know, we out here living. I'm glad to be back. I can't wait for you guys to come down. No,
1: I'm excited, man. It's gonna be a fun weekend. It's gonna be a fun weekend. Well Meet two man, one bed. Um, Aaron, <laughs> uh, we are on Twitter. At
3: the A-Oster.
1: Uh, yeah, I said, yeah, right, I got that out of order. We are on Twitter then. <laughs> oh, at Show. Yeah, and then the email is?
3: Yacht show at gmail.com.
1: And what do you have coming up at the bottom? Where I, I, just,
3: I have a bunch of stuff coming up. Just keep your eye out on both sites. I'll it's have mania some mania. mania. Yeah, week. it's mania week. I'm have I going to be talking to Christopher Daniels for Rolling Stone. I got cool. something for the sun. I got something else I'm trying to work on for Rolling Stone. like a 10-year anniversary of a certain match. So uh, it, a lot coming out. You can think about the, you can figure, figure it out figure if you it think it about it's it. It's not out. hard. Fred Hart? No.
1: I'll think about that. All right. All right. Um, I'm on Twitter at Glenn Clark Radio, and glennclarkradio.com is the website. Uh, thanks again to Pete Gass for Aaron Oster and for the main event. Events. Events. Uh, uh, AJ Francis, of the Washington Redskins. This is Jobbing Out. TO